Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRN Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, February 14th, and we start with local news. Join Murray Alliance and Breakfast Rotary for their annual State Eggs and Issues event. This event features a panel discussion and Q&A with Senator Dr. Joey Hensley, Representative Scott Sapicki, and Representative Kip Capley. The event will take place on February 24th from 6.45 to 8 a.m. at the Memorial Building in Columbia, located at 308 West 7th Street. Tickets are $20 for members, $25 for non-members, and include breakfast. Members of Breakfast Rotary do not need to purchase a ticket to attend. To submit a question or topic in advance for consideration, you can email nperry, that's N-P-E-R-R-Y, at murrayalliance.com. For more information, contact Murray Alliance at www.murrayalliance.com. Yesterday morning, Woodard Elementary School hosted a fundraiser for the Miracle League Special Needs Sports Park. With more is WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy. This is Delp Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This morning I'm at Woodland Elementary School. They've had a wonderful occasion here. They sang Take Me Out to the Ball Game, and the reason they did that is that Woodland Elementary School did a fundraiser to support the Miracle League of Columbia and Murray County, Tennessee, and Robin Estep is here with the Miracle League. Robin, give us just the capsule version of what the Miracle League is all about. The Miracle League is an all-inclusive um, baseball field and playground that we're working on building at the Murray County Park in Columbia. It's completely wheelchair accessible, and it's going to be handicap accessible, and it's just going to be inclusive for all. And we're really excited. Um, we're making lots of headway, and this is an exciting day today for sure with these kids all getting involved. Where It just really warms our hearts today. And Miss Carroll is a fourth-grade teacher here at Woodland Elementary, and uh, she was a participant. They did a fundraiser. They raised the students of Woodland Elementary raised $1,608 for the America League. Ms. Carroll, tell me how that happened. Well, our students here at Woodard Elementary, they are determined, they're focused, um, they wanted to come to us and say they want to help our community, and this is the way they decided to do it. I have the pleasure of teaching many of these children, and every day in the classroom they show me the determination it is to be successful and to be a true leader in our area. And, and let's describe what the project was. So what they did is they um, decided to take recycled crayons, um, any broken crayons. They did the process of taking the papers off, and they mixed them. Um, they put them in a container. They sorted everything, and then they melted them all together into different forms. And they took all of that, they packaged them, and they sold them out on First Friday. And they did a really good job doing that. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. And I, I will tell you that uh, we got some of these, um, what do you call them? What do you call it? We just call them our special Woodard Treasure. They are our recycled crayons. All right. I got one of those special Woodard Treasures today. 
uh, and it's a, a mule. Yes, <laughs> from Mule Town. We love Mule Town. All right, Breslin Amos, how you doing, man? What grade are you in? Uh, fourth. And did you help to make the Woodard Treasures? Yes. Uh, all student council helped. We did the soap in the bucket with the water, and then after a day we undid them, um, and then we broke them if they were too long and big. Um, and then we just put them in the molds and then melted them, and then we put them in the bag, and um, we just sold them. What kind of molds did you use? A uh, Titans logo, Tennessee logo, uh, a heart, uh, animals, uh, fox, and stuff. Was it fun? Yeah. We did the mascot to like get some attention. We tried to get our best attention to just get our sales. Oh, wow. All right. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Robin, if people want to know more about the Miracle League or to support the Miracle League, where do they go? They can go to our website at www.columbiamiracleleague.com, and there's all the information that you would need on there for sponsorships, donations, and, and more. So we hope everyone will follow us. All right. What a fun occasion. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm at Woodard Elementary School. I've been talking with Breslin Amos, fourth grader here, who helped in this fundraising project. I've been talking with Ms. Carol, fourth grade teacher here, uh, who was a participant in this project along with her students, and Robin Estep of the Miracle League. Really a fun morning, folks. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you all so much. President, see you later, man. See ya. Rising country artist Josh Ross recently released a video for his song Trouble with the help of the Murray County Fire Department. The fire department shared on social media, We were honored to be featured in Universal Music recording artist Josh Ross's Trouble music video. Thank you, Josh, for using this video shoot as an opportunity to promote the work of our first responders. Trouble was featured in the January 5th episode of Fox's hit TV series, Welcome to Flatch, available to watch on Fox and Hulu. Ross celebrated the release of Trouble by joining his friends Bailey Zimmerman as the opener for three sold-out shows. Ross was announced as one of Spotify's hot country artists to watch in 2023. On the touring side, he will be joining Lee Bryce and Tennille Arts in April on the Beer Drinking Opportunity Tour and an extensive North American tour alongside Nickelback and Brantley Gilbert on the Get Rollin' Tour, kicking off in June of 2023. Yesterday, a grand opening took place at Cedar Recovery on Hatcher Lane in Columbia. Our own Delk Kennedy stopped by and spoke to Chief Executive Officer Joe Bond. This is Tel Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am on Hatcher Lane at the grand opening and ribbon cutting for Cedar Recovery. They've been in Columbia for a few years, but they have a wonderful new, comfortable-looking facility in which I'm standing right now. I'm speaking with Joe Bond, Chief Executive Officer of Cedar Recovery. Joe, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having us. Tell us what you offer here at Cedar Recovery. So we are an outpatient uh, facility that offers treatment for opioid use disorder. The way that our process is, we believe that folks do do better in an outpatient setting because it's very difficult to leave your family, your home, your job, your kids, whatever it might be for, for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And we believe we can have better results over a period of time versus just having you in a, in a short period of time. Many people come to us from those facilities 
abilities to continue care is a step-down process, or in some cases we have to do elevate them to a higher level of care where they would go to inpatient. But we believe it's great to start in this type of setting to see if we can help you in that process from there. Describe the resources that you have here for your patients. Absolutely. So uh, at, at this office here in Columbia, we have a, uh, a medical director here that works with each individual patient. Uh, we also have uh, psychiatric nurse practitioners here that, that work with them. In addition to that, we have licensed professional counselors, licensed clinical social workers, and those those folks are folks that can work in the behavioral health components. So if you have some things in your past that you need to work through to help you know, find out what was really driving the addiction uh, that, that you've created to opioids or any type of addiction that it is, they're going to help you process through that and give you skills and life skills through that to help you where you in the future can hopefully, you know, when triggers happen, which they will, be able to cope with those and be able to, to, uh, uh, to continue the life you know, free of drugs is the way you'd like for it to be. And for those who may be in need of your services or have loved ones in need of your services, what should they do? Online is always the easiest way to find us, cedarrecovery.com. You can message us directly from there. You can call us directly from there. There's a call that button there, mobile or by computer, either way that works. By going online, you'll, you'll be able to talk to someone instantly in a chat box there, and it'll be a live person, not a robot. So you'll be able to speak to them uh, during working hours. Now, if it's after hours, you know, we, we do, we, we'll, we'll get back to you when we open. We're in our normal hours are, you know, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, but those folks will be there to connect you to treatment providers here in Columbia or elsewhere across the mid-state or even East Tennessee. If you're in the Knoxville area, we have two treatment centers there as well. Can walk-ins come in? Absolutely. Uh, walk-ins are, are always always welcome. Uh, we encourage you to call first or, or to go online first because we believe that's important uh, to make sure we have the staff here prepared for you. But if they do come in, we're going to accommodate you and we're going to find you that if you, we can't treat you here today, we'd find somewhere for you to go, whether it's uh, a lot of our treatment partners here in the community. But you know, we like to think and we, we're very successful with same day or next day treatment options uh, here at Cedar. Okay. Once again, where do people go online to learn more or get in touch with you? Absolutely. CedarRecovery.com. There we go. Pretty simple, folks. Again, Delta Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm speaking with Joe Bond, Chief Executive Officer of Cedar Recovery, at the opening of their new facility here on Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. Joe, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. A staple of the Columbia community, Shepherd Lumberyard, has been gracing the edge of the downtown Columbia Business District for nearly 80 years. The longevity of a local business, owner Terrence Blakesley says, is rooted in the heart of a community. To me, local businesses are the heartbeat of a community, he said. The individuals who work here and interact here grew up here and have kids who go to school here. They spend money here. We're all connected and should have the heart to help one another and help to grow the community as one, he said. Shepard Lumberyard opened its doors in 1946 and is sat at its current location of 103 Cemetery Avenue in Columbia from day one. Blakesley says trust and service has been one of the biggest reasons the business has been able to thrive through whatever economic seasons that have come along. We are striving to continue, even though local lumberyards are almost extinct these days, he said. What we have tried to do is create that niche to provide service and products that big box stores don't have the ability to provide. Having an extensive background in the industry, not only as someone who worked with the business's second owner, David McLean, but with other local and national brands, Blakesley has the knowledge and foresight to understand any issue a customer may bring in the door. That's one reason he and his team have pivoted much of the business to more than selling two-by-fours, including a full-service wood shop. We can take care of a project through completion for a customer or just get it to a manageable stage where they can take it home and finish it out, he said. One of the biggest moves Blakesley has made is finding a niche with stone countertops. The fully customizable product has become so popular that his wait list is growing daily. 
It's not to compete with granite or marble. It's a totally different product, he said. We design and make it from scratch, so when we finish the product and install it in your house, it looks like we just carved it out of the side of a mountain. It's a -a one-of-a-kind product. Even if you pick the same color as someone else, it won't be the same thing. As long as I can think it, I can create it, he said. Wood is still the bellwether, however, and when it comes to unique, Blakesley doesn't skimp. If there's a type of wood a customer wants, he's likely already got some in stock. I battle every day and bug my vendors to see what's coming in so local customers don't have to travel to other places, he said. Local hardwoods are great. Those are easy to find. When we're talking about Wenji, Purple Heart, Canary Wood, Bolivian Rosewood, those are hard to get because they come from different countries, he said. While Blakesley is a native of Detroit, there is no other place he would rather call home. After serving in the Marine Corps, he made a trip to the area to visit family when an ice storm hit. That ice storm, however, was the biggest blessing he could have asked for because while stuck in Tennessee, he met his future wife. The two have raised their children in the Columbia community and have found their calling at Shepherd Lumberyard. I am a pastor in the community, so I have a passion to help my community, he said. You don't necessarily have to buy anything when you come in here. If we're able to help you and be a beacon of light, that's what we strive to do. What is at the core of a true person who owns a small business is unity and their willingness to want to prop up their community, he said. The city of Columbia has established a design competition to create an official city flag, and Columbia residents are invited to take part in the process by submitting their original flag designs from now through March 15th. The final winning design will be announced on April 20th. The city is excited to give the public an opportunity to participate in the design process as it will reflect and symbolize our community. Designs can be submitted on the city's website at www.columbiatn.com. All entries will be judged based on flag criteria presented in the competition guidelines, then narrowed down to three final designs. The public will have a chance to vote from April 1st through the 15th on the final three designs chosen by the Columbia Arts Council. The winning design will reflect Columbia's pride, rich history, promising future, and embody what makes Columbia special and unique, using meaningful symbolism and minimal color and design features. I couldn't be more excited about this flag design competition that will result in the first official flag for the city of Columbia, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. A flag creates identity, establishes symbolism, and promotes unity, and I can't wait to see the final product. Our community is full of creative individuals from all walks of life, and I am particularly pleased that this will be a public-driven process. And I'm also excited that this project is being led in part by Nathaniel Bliss, a local scout with Troop 111, who brought forward the idea as part of his Eagle Scout project. I encourage all members of the community to participate in what will be a project that will be historic in nature, given its long-term lasting effects, he said. Nathaniel Bliss is eager to see the end result of the process. I chose the flag design competition as my Eagle Scout project because I'm interested in flags and what they represent, as well as the impact they have on a community, stated Bliss. I recognized that Columbia did not have a flag and felt it was time our city got one. A flag symbolizes a city, its history, its culture, its people. It unifies the community and provides something to rally around. As a proud resident of Columbia, I thought our historic city deserved such an important symbol, he said. Basic rules and guidelines include, but not limited to, submitting an original flag design by March 15th. Competition is limited to Columbia residents only. No compensation will be given for any design submitted. Only one entry per resident and all ages and skill levels are welcome to participate. 
For a complete list of rules and information regarding the Columbia Flag Project, visit the city's website at www.columbiatn.com. Columbia State Community College will host virtual Tennessee Reconnect information sessions during the months of February and March. Tennessee Reconnect is a last-dollar scholarship that provides free tuition for adults to attend a community college. The initiative is designed to help adults enter college to gain new skills, advance in the workplace, and fulfill lifelong dreams of completing a degree or credential. We are thankful to be able to provide the local community with easy access to information about Tennessee Reconnect by hosting virtual information sessions, said Joni Allison, Columbia State Coordinator of Adult Student Services. Tennessee Reconnect provides a wonderful opportunity for eligible adults to retool their skills and attend Columbia State tuition-free. To be eligible for Tennessee Reconnect, students must not have already earned an associate or bachelor's degree, have been a Tennessee resident for at least a year, have completed the free application for federal student aid and be determined as an independent student, be admitted to Columbia State and enroll in a degree or certificate program, and must attend at least part-time, meaning at least six credit hours. To view the full list of steps to apply or to sign up for an information session, you can visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash reconnect. The next session will take place on February 16th from 2 to 3 p.m. And now your hometown memorials sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Shane Clark, 62, passed away on Friday, February 10th at his residence in Columbia, Visitation with the family of Mr. Clark will be held at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home on Wednesday, February 15th from 4 to 8 p.m. A celebration of life will be held at a later date. Mrs. Erlene Faye Fowler-Pipkin, 77, a homemaker and resident of Columbia, died Saturday, February 11th at Murray Regional Medical Center. A graveside service for Mrs. Pipkin will be conducted on Thursday at 2 p.m. at Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 5 to 8 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Dan U. Harmon, 80, a retired architectural illustrator, longtime resident of Atlanta, Georgia, and Columbia, Tennessee, died Sunday, February 12th at his residence. A celebration of life service for Mr. Harmon will be held on Thursday, February 16th at 3 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow at Polk Memorial Gardens. Visitation will be on Thursday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. 
For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies today with a high near 68 degrees. Winds will be out of the south-southeast at 15 to 25 miles per hour. Winds could occasionally gust over 40 miles per hour. We are under a wind advisory from 3 p.m. on Tuesday until 6 a.m. on Wednesday. Tonight, we can expect more clouds with a chance of rain. The low will be 58 with winds out of the south-southwest at 15 to 25 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, tennesseechildrenshome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee.
Adult education in Tennessee, it's more than just a diploma. It's a path to a better life. It's a way to help you communicate more effectively. From high school equivalency classes and testing to English as a second language and college prep courses, there's no shortage of opportunities to enhance the lives of you and your family. Adult education in Tennessee, it's more than just a diploma. Go to tnworkready.com to unlock your maximum potential. Brought to you by Tennessee Adult Education, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. A recent decision by Tennessee's Attorney General may soon pave the way for 18 to 20-year-olds to also permitless carry. Permitless carry, sometimes referred to as constitutional carry, allows an individual to carry a gun without undergoing background checks or training. In 2021, Tennessee passed a law allowing permitless carry for adults 21 and over. A recent decision by the Attorney General may soon pave the way for 18 to 20-year-olds to do the same. After the state began allowing permitless carry, a lawsuit was filed alleging the law's exclusion of adults under 21 was unconstitutional. Last month, Attorney General Jonathan Scrimetti sided with the plaintiffs and signed an agreement that would allow that age group to carry without a license. The settlement flew under the radar, but House Democrats say Scrimetti overstepped the legislative branch by not defending the state's own law. House Speaker Cameron Sexton sparred with reporters over the decision. Well, there's an agreement with the AG to come back, but we have to pass the bill to do it, Sexton said. We've been in conversations with the AG's office. We understand what the court case said. On the House side, our plan is to pass constitutional carry 18 and above, he said. Senator London Lamar, a Democrat from Memphis, Memphis, says Tennessee has some of the highest violent crime rates in the nation, and this will make it worse. That would be far more one of the most irresponsible things that this state has done is to give 18-year-olds who are potentially still in high school access to guns without any training, permit, or military experience, Lamar said. Last year, Republicans introduced a bill to lower the permitless carry age to, to 18, but the bill never passed in the Senate. While the judge hasn't signed off on Scrimetti's settlement, Republican leadership in the House say they are moving forward with the bill soon. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee is proposing a significant expansion of the state's Medicaid program, known as TenCare, using money from a new deal negotiated with the Biden administration, described as a block grant. Basically, the state now gets to keep some of the money it's been saving the federal government by offering fewer benefits and operating more efficiently. With this $300 million, the governor wants to cover more pregnant Tennesseans by raising the income cap to 250% of the federal poverty limit, roughly $34,000 for a single-person household. And he wants TennCare to pay for diapers for the first two years of life, which would be a first for the nation if approved by federal regulators, the governor said. Despite enormous criticism from those who said we couldn't or wouldn't, we are going to do exactly what we said we would when we pursued this shared savings waiver, expand services for the most vulnerable, and provide those services to even more Tennesseans, Lee said in his State of the State address last week. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Columbia's own 7th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament returns March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex. Come see the Lady Volunteers face off against Austin P. starting at 5.30 p.m. Opening game, Columbia State versus Motlow College at 1 p.m. Food trucks on site and parking is free. Tickets are $10 and sold exclusively online at ColumbiaTN.com slash MidStateClassic. Or check out the City of Columbia Parks and Recreation today. The Mid-State Classic, March 15th. See you at the game. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. And now our final story. Kenny Loggins announced his final tour in January and now has added more dates to the tour to include Franklin, Tennessee. The This Is It tour will stop at First Bank Amphitheater on Thursday, May 11th with special guest Yacht Rock Review. In talking about the tour, Loggins said in a release, It's been an amazing journey since starting with Jimmy Messina in 1971, and I'm fortunate to have such a long touring career. You can find tickets available now at www.ticketmaster.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe. And hey, have a great Valentine's Day.